This podcast is brought to you by SensuousWife.com. Sensuous Wife is passionate about helping you unleash your passion. They're here to help you release the beautiful pleasure potential in your marriage. Sensuous Wife understands that there's so much more to sex than just physical stimulation and response, and they want to help you really connect. You'll find upscale products to help you overcome pain, enhance your boudoir, and increase your pleasure. Let SensuousWife.com help you enjoy a physical, emotional, and spiritual connection. Come see them at SensuousWife.com forward slash Hitched for special discounts through October 4th. Welcome to the HitchedMag.com podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I'm joined with a new guest today, John Cilio. Hi, John. Hello, how you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, John is a business data breach and identity theft expert. And before we get going today, John, I would like you to just give a little background information about yourself to our listeners. Yeah, thanks so much, Steve. My uh, background is that, uh, unfortunately, I've been the victim of two pretty serious cases of identity theft, one where a woman uh, used my identity to buy a home in Ohio. Uh, I live in Colorado. And then uh, she defaulted on the loans and and declared bankruptcy as me, so I I fought the bankruptcy. And then a second case where uh, my business partner used my identity to embezzle from our clients and uh, ended up that one ended up costing me about three hundred thousand dollars, and more importantly, I lost about two years of time as I was battling in court uh, to stay out of out of jail for the crimes that he had committed. So I come to the the topic of both privacy and trust and identity theft and data breach from a very personal uh, perspective, and really out of those those two stories grew my books uh, and my speaking career, which is now what I do full time. Okay. And I, I'm sure a lot of people right now are listening. What the heck does identity theft and data breach have to do with marriage and relationships? But this is the type of issue that penetrates all facets of our lives, whether we're married or not married. And uh, so that's why I'm really excited to have you on today, because I think this is uh, growing more and more prevalent. And uh, even our own Ben Bernanke, <laughs> was a was a victim of this not too long ago. So everybody is susceptible. Um, before we get started, and I think this is uh, the thing that I think will resonate with a lot of people, we're going to talk specifically today about uh, privacy policies of the social media um, that we are entangled with now, uh, specifically Twitter and Facebook. And today, um, just I'm sorry, just a couple days ago, Twitter actually changed um, their terms of service. Um, can you help explain what that means for us users of Twitter, what this terms of service change means? Sure. The, the terms of service or sometimes their privacy policies, those are where when we sign up for the service, we are consenting to all of the, the guidelines or demands that they make. So while it kind of goes uh, undetected and those policies change, it's, it's fairly important to us to actually start to read those and understand what it means for us. In the case of Twitter, uh, it was a pretty short, uh, pretty simple change, but, but somewhat impacting. The, the kind of the first prong of it was that they reserved the right 
to advertise to us. And they don't know how they're going to do it yet, but, but we've all kind of heard that Twitter is not yet making money, but they're, uh, you know, they've got hundreds of millions of, of followers. So they, they are reserving the right to in some way advertise to us. And the second and, to me, more important way is ownership. And I'm going to read the words um, that, that went out in their email. Ownership. Twitter is allowed to use, copy, reproduce, process, adapt, modify, publish, transmit, display, and distribute your tweets because that's what we do. However, they are your tweets and they belong to you. So they've acknowledged that that we own what we tweet. However, they've also reserved the right to do anything they want with those tweets, resell them, republish them, uh, uh, put them in a book of their own. Yes, we own them, but they have the right to, to how they use them. And that's, you know, that's fairly important uh, to know that uh, while you know, while we have have uh, ownership of it, we don't actually have control of our content. Okay. Now, Facebook has done something similar uh, with their privacy policy not too long ago, and there was a big uproar in the community about the changes they were making, and they've kind of gone back and forth. Uh, what has their policy been changed to, and uh, how does that affect the end user? Facebook has changed. What they're doing is they're simplifying the user experience. They're they're making it easier for you and I to find the privacy policy. They're putting it all. Uh, they're going to build it all into one screen so that we've got it all right there. They're going to make the descriptions easier. So that that's a step in the right direction. They're also going to prompt us to review our privacy settings, meaning when we get an email from them, they'll say, you know, make sure you check your privacy settings. Here's the problem. Number one, most of us don't even know how our Facebook uh, profiles look to the outside world. We've never, never really looked at it from somebody else's perspective. So we don't know what information we're giving away, and that makes it exceptionally difficult to, to know how to set up the privacy, how we want our privacy. Uh, the second problem is the average person never goes and even takes a look at their privacy settings. So Facebook, you know, is making these changes for the positive, but they're, they're banking on the fact that you and I uh, are apathetic, mm-hmm. and we probably won't go in and actually change anything. And uh, I, I actually just wrote a, uh, a blog post about this phenomenon that, you know, it's, it's takes enough time, whether that's five or ten minutes, to go in and learn about it, and, and we don't do it. So really, at some point, we are the problem. We aren't taking responsibility for protecting ourselves uh, on Facebook. Okay, and so the first recommendation would be what to, to log out of Facebook and then view your profile to see what's coming up, and then second, go in and, and actually look and read about the privacy policy and settings yeah. and see what you can do there? Exactly. The kind of the, the steps that I recommend is um, that you go look at it from an outsider. Look at it, you know, in, in my parlance, look at it as a spy would, somebody who's a competitor, somebody who, uh, you know, an ex-girlfriend, ex-boyfriend, somebody who you don't want to have all of that information and just analyze it from that perspective. And then there's three things you need to do. You need to look at the fri- Facebook privacy policy. You need to go in and actually read this document that says, here's how we treat your information. You need to look at the privacy help page, which is, is kind of part and parcel with that policy. And then you need to go to your Facebook privacy settings and actually make changes so that, that you regulate who sees your profile, what they see. Are they seeing your birthday, your address, your phone number? Uh, are they seeing other people's posts? And you need to, to lock it down so that it's appropriate for how you use it. 
Okay. And so when we do post things on social networking sites, whether it's Twitter, or Facebook, MySpace, or any of the other millions out there, uh, what do we need to know about the posts that we're making? The, the biggest thing, there's, there's kind of the three biggies, which are you need to know it's public. In most cases, when you, when you post it on Facebook or MySpace or Twitter, it's public, meaning you, you could wake up tomorrow morning and see it on the front page of USA Today. So remember that when you're, when you're posting online, for all intents and purposes, it is a public posting. Other people have access to it. It's permanent, meaning when you put it up there, it's always up there. It's going to be backed up, retweeted, reposted, put on other people's walls, um, and reproduced in so many ways that once it's up, it's very difficult to, uh, to pull that back down. And the third is that it's admissible, meaning anything you say there, it could either be used in a court of law, which it, it has by precedent, or it could be used by an employer who wants to, uh, to uh, you know, establish reasons to, to let you go. It could be used by a potential employer, by a college who you're interviewing with. It's, you know, it's admissible. It's usable against you. And, and when you're writing, you need to be thinking of that. Listen, it's public, it's permanent, and it's admissible. Okay. Are there are there any other steps that we should know about to protect ourselves? There are. You know, in this this latest blog post, um, which is uh, you want, you want, on, I'm sorry, John. Do you want to give the the URL address for your blog? Absolutely. If you just go to cilio.com, which is s i l e o, and that's s is in snow, cilio.com, and then just put in Facebook safety, it'll bring you up to a a list of uh, five or six tips that that I recommend people take immediately, um, you know, who you friend and who you don't, uh, the, the issues about public, uh, the public nature of it, et cetera. Okay. And so when you talk about friending people, do, uh, do you recommend friending people that you just, that only people that you know, or is it okay to, to friend people because they've requested friendship uh, of you? You know, that is wholly dependent on, upon how much information you publish. Gotcha. If, if you're using it to, you know, to put very personal stuff, if you've got pictures of your kids on it, if you've got, uh, you know, if you put up blog posts that are personal type things, then you should only friend people who you weren't reading those. Um, if you use it as a, uh, uh, you know, a site to get back in touch with college friends, high school friends, whatever, and you don't put that much personally on it, then yeah, you can accept more friends. I personally uh, use it in such a way that if I don't personally know the person, have not met them in person, I don't let them friend me because it just gives them access to too much information. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, John, these are terrific tips. Uh, that's going to do it for us this episode. And you mentioned you're online um, in these networks. Uh, do you have any way for people to follow you if they're interested in keeping up with the information that you give out? Absolutely. I, I pretty much... Uh, only tweet on uh, on the information that that is really good. I don't tweet my my every whereabouts. Okay. Uh, my Twitter user is John underscore Cilio. Okay. And of course, you can uh, subscribe to the blog at Cilio.com. Okay. Or uh, my commercial website where I, I do I get my speaking engagements from is thinklikeaspy.com. Okay. And uh, for anybody who's not aware, um, I also am on Twitter and uh, my handle is Hitched Media. And we, uh, Hitched also has a Facebook fan page and uh, you can access that from the homepage of the Hitched website, hitchedmag.com. Um, John, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. 
Thank you for having me, Steve. I just want to give a little more information before everybody uh, logs off here. Uh, John, as he mentioned in the very beginning, uh, got going after losing his business to a data breach as well as his reputation to identity theft. Um, as a result, John became America's leading identity theft expert and professional speaker. His recent clients include the Department of Defense, the FDIC, Blue Cross, and Pfizer. And you can learn more, as John uh, recently mentioned, at his website, Cilio.com, that's S-I-L-E-O.com, or thinklikeaspy.com. And uh, John has uh, recently started writing articles for Hitch, so I'm really excited that you can find his articles on our website as well. So thanks once again, John. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Okay, take care, everybody. Hitched, entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.